What's going on world? It's your girl Fluid Flower and I'm so excited to tell you all the ways that you can support me. First, if you're not following me on Instagram and TikTok, you better start now. Follow the podcast at Fluid Thoughts Pod for updates on new releases of episodes, Patreon content, and podcast announcements. When you click the link in my bio, you'll find all the links you need to support me on Patreon, Anchor.fm, and also a link to my website for blog posts, show notes, and other special projects coming soon. Whether you donate, listen, and download, or become an official patron, your support helps me to create original content and bring you fresh, fluid, flower flavor that I know you love. Did I mention I have audiobooks that are written and read aloud by me exclusively on Patreon? Trust me, you won't want to miss out on these stories. So go ahead, subscribe, like, follow, share, and most of all, enjoy. Your support is forever appreciated. Now let's get back to the show. But I like it, babe. I'm not even going to try to, you know, <laughs> I'm not even going to try and do what the queen do. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Because let's get into it. Welcome back, orchids. My queen has returned. <laughs> what can I say? My queen has returned and she let the girls know that she got it from her uncle Johnny. If you don't know by now, I am a huge Beyonce fan and I, I want to take the time to sort of talk about the majesty of this album before we kind of segue into what the, um, show is going to be about today. And that's about Stan culture because y'all are fucking annoying. You see, I'm old school. <laughs> she cause I'm from the old school. You know? <laughs> Get my Steve Harvey on. I'm from the old school. You see what I'm saying? There used to be a time back in the day where you just used to enjoy the artist. Critiques and all. You hear the critiques, you take the critiques, and you do with that what you will. But now today, everything is about being overly emotionally invested. And so as the queen released this album this masterpiece which is one act by the way um I had a few critiques before um there was like the complete like backlash that happened over the ableist word um on Twitter I did not know that that was an ableist word until um Lizzo used it on her song and the disabled community called her out for it and she changed the lyric Beyonce followed suit that is wonderful that is great I am of the of of the perspective of I I really couldn't get into that one particular part of the song in heated because now that I knew I was like oh well I can't you know be joyous and I, my heart can't really sing when I know that that lyric was there so I started to self censor and I was like okay well if they're not gonna change the lyric I'll just self censor the way I do with other things like when I used to like not say uh, curse words and songs in front of my parents I was like well I'm just gonna self censor right but I'm glad that the queen decided to change it my issue comes with however people who literally worship celebrities right. So, okay, I, I, I talked about that for just a second. But yes, getting into the album, there's so many people who love it, like me, and there's so many people who don't understand it, and there's so many people who don't like it. At the end of the day, 
we're going to be very clear. Beyonce, whether this was her intention or not, this was my interpretation of it. She made this album for the girls, the gays, the thems, and the theys. Let's be all the way clear. She drew inspiration from ballroom culture. She drew inspiration from her uncle Johnny, who was HIV positive and who passed away. She drew inspiration from a lot. And a lot of those people who were of the ballroom culture are, were a part and integral of this album. With that being said about drawing inspiration, um, it, it's come to my attention that some of you all are actually quitting your jobs. <laughs> when and she says, and break my soul, um, I just fell in love and I just quit my job. Girl, now I'll be wanting to quit because y'all know every day I get on this damn podcast, every week I get on this damn podcast talking about I'm so motherfucking tired. But girls, we have to make sure that that we're taken care of. <laughs> I'm not saying don't quit your job because if you if your job is abusive and you can find another job, great. But let's not risk, you know, homelessness. Let's make sure that we have backup plans. Um <laughs> but y'all y'all are something funny. But yeah, in turn in turn of that, talking about celebrity worship, I just really wanted to get my thoughts my brief thoughts about the album because I absolutely love it. It's a, it's a 15 out of 10 for me. Knocked it out of the part. It's a hundred out of 10 for me. My issue comes with Stan culture and the fact that people are so emotionally invested into these millionaires that they have never ever in their life met before. And people, these millionaires, billionaires that don't know them at all. It is ridiculous that um, you would defend somebody who is clearly in the wrong, that you would defend somebody at the expense of a marginalized community. That doesn't make any sense to me. A marginalized community that is exploited, that is under-resourced, um, that is harmed in this capitalist superstructure of white supremacy is telling you, hey, don't use this word. And so now we've got the folks saying, well, it's a word that comes from Ave. Well, from my research, what I found is that regardless of its origins being used in the Harlem Renaissance, that it is still, it still has ableist origins as that word mimics the conditions of people who have um, uh, chronic illnesses that do make them um, have convulsions. And so even when people were saying the word S-P-A-Z-Z, was supposed to, they were saying it's supposed to mimic the trumpet. At the end of the day, the root of that word still comes from ableism. So I'm not sure why people are trying to defend it in order to say it. Now, the lyric she changed it to, blast on that ass, blast on that ass. I like it. I like it better because I don't think it's fair when everybody can't participate in the majesty of Beyonce. <laughs> And, and as I, as I marvel at her, you know, p uh, performance ability and vocal agility, I need people to understand that I don't know this woman personally. So when she fucks up and makes a mistake, you've, you've got to, you've got to take ownership of it. And my problem with Stan culture is that it leads and bleeds into other industries because now we see it, people standing over politicians. Now, in my opinion, because like I said, I'm old school. 
like Steve Harvey. <laughs> I'm old school. Back in the day, you could critique a politician because you're a fucking public servant. Nowadays, you have Nancy Pelosi and the squad and fucking uh, Pete Beetlejuice being propped up and lotted up as these political influencers essentially and people are on twitter and on the socials who are like diehard stands of these political figures who are literally they are in charge of the policy that affects our lives and you and if you give critique now people are trying to dox you in your inbox so like that same thing that people have like against like the barbs the same thing well not against the barbs the same thing that the barbs do the same thing that uh younger people in the hive do or people just in the hive the issue is that it's bleeding over into other industries and we need to literally stop stand culture you have somebody who is in the public eye who is a billionaire or a millionaire somebody could be working for fucking Lockheed Martin or fucking Raytheon or some defense contractor and they're in the public eye and you give a critique and now people who publicly support that person are coming after you when this person who is who who you're critiquing is literally the cause for climate change and so and and it's this emotional attachment that people have put to celebrities and fame, which is nothing more than people just doubling down on their addiction to capitalism and doubling down to the current superstructure because for some reason, one day you think that's gonna be you. Well, I'm sorry, friend, but you have a higher uh, chance of being struck by lightning twice in the same fucking place than you being a millionaire. And that's just the facts that we have to face. You have a, a you have a higher chance. Uh, you are you are more likely probable to become homeless than you are to ever becoming a millionaire. And that is just the truth and the reality of it. And so when people go far and and like die on these hills to protect celebrities who have done egregious things. I mean, I'm talking R. Kelly level things. I mean, there are literally people who are defending fucking R. Kelly. And, and the sexual trauma and assault that he has lauded over uh, black women, black girls, not even women, black young girls as early as 12, as young as 12 years old. And you have people literally cheering for his release. It's like that Boondocks episode where um, Huey's like, hey, stop with the damn dancing. <laughs> Get some help for R. Kelly. If you really love R. Kelly, get some and, and introduce him to some older women. Take away his camera. And, and it's that thing like that right there. People who, you know, worship celebrities just sort of blindly follow and don't allow people to either talk about their misdeeds or give their critique. I love how whenever I meet somebody and I tell them I'm a Beyonce fan, they kind of put their guard up because they think that I'm going to be like attacking them because, oh, Beyonce is this Beyonce. Yes, Beyonce is a lot of great and wonderful things. But at the end of the day, I don't know Beyonce personally. So I'm not going to attack you for your critique. And there's so many people who've said things about her that I don't necessarily agree with. And there's some critiques that they've said about her that I do agree with. Yes, she does do a lot of sampling. Yes, I understand that. 
But at the end of the day, she's still my favorite artist. And that's, and that's just the bottom line. And I can have her be my favorite artist, a person when I listen to their artwork and their content that I experience a sense of joy. But I have since severed the idea that I need to die on any hill and defend Beyonce anytime that she's incorrect or correct or, or just be out here caping for celebrities as if that woman is going to pay my light bill because she's fucking not. I pay my light bill. God damn it. One of the main reasons why I limit my use of Twitter is literally because of the vitriol that people spout when they are defending someone that they love. For example, during election season, a lot of you all know, like I've talked about my my political journey and like my politics and how, you know, it's changed over time. And I went from someone who was like, vote blue no matter who to someone who is like both the democrats and republicans are fucking ridiculous they only care about war and lining their own pockets making sure that the american people are sick and we as as uh, as the public need to make sure we band together and draw our resources together because they don't give a fuck about us look at the monkeypox global health emergency that's going on right now about 26,000 um, monkeypox cases worldwide and about 25% of those cases are in the U.S. and not one fucking Democrat or Republican is is like out advocating for fucking vaccines would, which would um, you know t I think cost about seven billion dollars and so you know you go on there you give your critique and I remember critiquing Joe Biden very recently because he claimed that he retested again or had a relapse with COVID and so my opinion was that you never didn't you really didn't have a relapse with COVID but you essentially lied the first time because you were still shredding viral uh, you were still shredding virus for the entire time that you had it. You had a false negative and because you're trying to portray that Americans should be working with illness because you all don't want us to stop working. So a lot of people agree and retweet but then there's other people who are like ew gross a communist is talking about my president y'all need to shut the fuck up and stop crying and vote blue baby do you understand that if Joe Biden could send you to war with the draft that he fucking would because it would make more money for defense contractors, you're defending a war criminal and you look fucking stupid. The same thing with um, one of the reasons why I don't use Twitter during um, political upset, especially like during midterm elections or regular elections is too fucking much. The fact that Kamala Harris has a K-hive is fucking ridiculous. And those people are mean and disgusting some of them are even paid by the democratic party it's absolutely ridiculous it's it's literally counterinsurgency that's what it fucking is and the powers at b they're they're banking on your emotional immaturity and your lack and your lack of ability to see that the ruling class is literally using you for their own benefit and you would so much as go out on a limb on a Twitter space or Reddit thread, you would go on a Reddit thread and you would be defending these politicians who would sell you for a fucking nickel. Give me a fucking break. So we have stand culture with celebrities, stand culture with politicians. Like it's, it's absolutely crazy. In my humblest of opinions, nobody is above reproach. Nobody is above critique. And, and the whole thing about it is at the end of the day, 
Kamala Harris don't pay your bills. Joe Biden don't pay your bills. Joe Biden hasn't even promised, hasn't even stopped the student loan or paid or canceled some of the loans like he said that he was gonna stop. There is so much that these politicians can do. But then they're always given excuses by the stands who surround them. And same thing with celebrities. There's so much things that celebrities need to stop doing, um, but <laughs> but their stands and their stand base, you can't even say fan. You're, there's the their stands and their cult of people who will literally die for them will literally do anything to shut you up so that you don't talk about something that makes them feel good. Meanwhile, the celebrity that you're worshiping is not paying their taxes. They're gallivanting around the world and they're living their life carefree of climate change, carefree of supply chain issues while you sitting there in your bedroom with your wobbly table and your air mattress because they don't give a fuck about you and you defending them on the internet. Child, please get a motherfucking life. Ain't nobody, even my queen, nobody is above critique. And I'm glad she took out the song, uh, the, the ableist slur in the song. And it makes the song better because like I said, now everybody gets to participate. I personally do not understand why people can cannot see the um they can't see the light everything is not meant to uh stay the same forever like now you've got fucking Ben Shapiro thinking that he's defending Beyonce because they want to be on this tirade of being anti-woke first of all what white people have done with the word woke is tantamount to hate crimes I never want to hear that fucking word again Understand that if you are on the same side as Ben Shapiro, you should probably change your point because this is the same motherfucker who can't even properly satisfy his wife because her coochie's so goddamn dry. The man who can't even arouse his wife, y'all, that's the side that you're on. He's having sex with dust bucket coochie and you sitting over here talking about some, yeah, he's correct. No, if you're ever on the same side as Ben Shapiro, and I understand a broken clock can be right twice a day, but let me tell you something. Ben Shapiro's clock ain't broken. His clock is in fucking smithereens and you should never see yourself on the same aisle as motherfucking Ben Shapiro. But my point being that I saw too many people fighting for Beyonce to keep the right uh, to this ableist word and making up so many excuses. And it's like, y'all, it's not worth it. Once we find out that something causes harm, it's okay to move away from that. I don't understand why people want to cling on to harm so much. Is it because simply that the harm isn't recognized as harm and it's just recognized as tradition. So therefore you just want to cling on to tradition because you're afraid of change. You need to get over that shit. I'm sorry. Well, I'm really not even sorry. Just because you don't want to change doesn't mean that other people don't have to change. And so it's kind of like I talked about last week when I talked about projection. People expect you, especially when you're in the same sort of circles, whether it be amongst family or class or race, same college, same whatever. You're in a silo of people who have a similar life like you, right? So now you expect other people to just think the same because you want to be confirmed in your own bias. And in this case, people want to be confirmed in their own ableism because they've just seen 
ableism as regular regular tradition and that's something that shouldn't be challenged because you having internalized ableism don't want to identify as disabled that to me that's really where it's coming from people might think I'm reaching but at the end of the day please let me know why you don't want to move away from an ableist tradition because does it make you feel powerful that you're a, that you're finally not a part of a marginalized group is that why you're fighting to keep that word we don't need the word she changed it Let's move on. And I, like I said, we see the light at the tunnel and it's not going to be easy because a lot of this stuff in this society, all the isms, all the phobias, we have to look inward and outward at the same time. We have to be able to see the reflection of it outside as well as in ourselves. We know that everything that a racist, capitalist, white supremacist superstructure does is inside of us as well because we've been raised and conditioned in that society so when we start to grow and we start to move away from said superstructure we have to grow internally and also externally so it's okay that we move away from things that cause harm and we replace them wholeheartedly with completely different things that don't cause harm where everyone can have equity and inclusion what is so difficult to understand about that it's not that difficult I don't get it. Maybe it's easy for me because I truly am gifted. <laughs> um, No, I meant to say, well, I mean, I am gifted, but I don't think a person has to be highly gifted in order to just extend basic compassion and humanity to another human being. I work at it every single day. When I figure out that something is wrong and rooted in, in nastiness or, or white supremacist culture, I delete it from my brain and delete it from my soul. And I do my very best to let it go. I don't know why it's so difficult for other people to do that because the amount of people that I saw online caping for this word, this ableist word to stay in the song is giving emotional immaturity. Like it, for me, it did not change the overall wondrous and majesty that I felt listening to this song. Like when I close my eyes and listen to this album, anytime I start this album, I have to start it from from top to, to ending. I, this is the first album in my life where I've just let it play through because I love the transitions. I love the technique. Her vocal ability is just absolutely just so amazing. And her changing it from uh, the S word to blasting, it doesn't change anything for me. Now, I don't know for y'all, if it changed it for you, then I, I, I suggest you look inward <laughs> because you, you're going to be okay. Beyonce's still going to make her millions. We're going to still be one accident away from an emergency room, away from the street. And capitalism and climate change is still going to be rearing its ugly head about to swallow the planet whole. Like, let's be very serious. There are other things that we need to be a united front on. And I think that when we release ourselves from the bondage of celebrity culture and stand culture and celebrity worship, we will be better for it. At the end of the day, I enjoyed the album. But the way that y'all are behaving around this woman and around other celebrities and around politicians, it's ridiculous and it needs to stop. <sighs> well, for my mental health, I'm going to stop here. I know that there are some wonderful people who are very close to me who've expressed that they like when I do longer episodes, but I have to be mindful of my mental health. Also, I am about to go and enjoy this album some more. Um, so yeah, stop staying culture. These people are human beings. Eat the rich. Um, 
and that includes Beyonce. I don't know what to tell you, babes. Uh, <laughs> love you down, but if you're not redistributing that wealth and them coins so we can build sustainable communities, they got to go. <laughs> See you all next week. And I like it, baby. <laughs> hey, what are you doing? Get in, man. Ha, <laughs> ha.